Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm excited to be here with you today talking through uh, an interesting issue <laughs> as we were as we were bringing it up. It's one of those as therapists that um, I think if you were uh, a mental health clinician um, and you've had this experience, you'd be like, yes, that's totally <laughs> that's totally my experience. I've had that before. And if you are somebody who has been to therapy uh, and you hear like what's going on, hopefully you'll identify with it and be like, oh, that's totally me. <laughs> what do we do about it? So it's a match made in heaven <laughs> on this episode. But before we get started and jump in, I want to remind you guys to head on over to the Apple Podcast Store. I don't know if the Google Podcast Store has it, but we know also Spotify Podcast has this. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, leave us a positive review. Let people know who we are and what we do. Um, the feedback we've been getting has been awesome. Uh, seems like it's just been growing. And we're hearing from a lot of people that are listening to our episodes that they're um, short, they're informative, consumable, and entertaining, of course, because as, <laughs> as I always say, if I'm going to do it, I need to have a good time doing it, because if I'm not having a good time, you're going to be bored. So head on over to the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify Podcast Store, leave us a five-star review, and tell all of your friends about the Shrink Think Podcast. So with that, Nathan, we're going to be talking today on this episode about when a client comes in for therapy and they're talking and talking and saying lots of things and verbal processing, and then the session is over. And that happens over and over and over and over. <laughs> and you're like, as a therapist, what are we doing here? What what would you say you do here? Um, so that's kind of the, the generic setup. But Go ahead and unpack it. Like, what is going on? Yeah, you know, I think this particular thing happens more so when you start off um, therapist-client in, like, actually a really good relationship, to be honest. Like, where you kind of feel like you click or whatever. And you keep talking about stuff. You've heard goals. You've heard, like, oh, this is kind of what I want to work on. And then the more that talking happens, the more the direction shifts. And it's typically subtle. And so... You're talking about something, and by you talking about something, what I'm saying is like the client is talking about something, and it'll be significant. Like, and as a therapist, I'll be sitting there thinking, man, there's a lot going on in this person's life on a regular basis. Like, it's just like a crazy amount of information going through, and there's always something. Like every week, there's always like, oh my gosh, my daughter totally did this this time. Like, you wouldn't even believe. It. You know how I told you that before we had to go to the hospital because of. Well, because she hurt her wrist. Well, now actually, okay, so my husband left and like, and then I'm looking at the clock at some point, really, honestly, because I'm thinking in my mind, okay, you have these goals that you want to work on that really bother you. And I'm now got, I've, I'm, I've got 20 minutes left as I'm looking at my, you know, because I have this clock in my office that's kind of 
unseeable to the average person. And hopefully it's it's like within my eyes where I can just glance at it. So I just want you to know that, that I'm not like <laughs> holding my hand up, like looking at my watch, like, good God, what are you doing? <laughs> or holding up a sign, 10 minutes, yeah. five minutes. Which I've thought about doing. <laughs> a paddle. <laughs> with some of these folks that, are, that this is happening with, I have thought about that, like... <laughs> We have five minutes left in your therapy time. <laughs> the overhead announcer. That yeah. would be amazing. And at the very end, maybe like confetti comes from, you did it. You're successful. It's just littering the whole room. And you're like, okay, we're done. That's it. Or the doors are closing. Yes. Exit to your right. Anyway. anyway. This is going to be a new business idea. Stay tuned. Changing the face of therapy. Yeah. So, but, um. The thing of it is, is when my heart goes out to these situations, because there's two things typically going on, maybe three, <laughs> the two are, there is an actual problem that is definitely real that you look at maybe as a therapist, you look back on the intake and you're like, man, this sucks. We've got to get through this. And then on the other side, this person, the, the client, maybe you as a client, you don't have very much validation in your life. You're, you might be living, feeling like you're living on an Island. So you've got like, you're, you've got all this family around you, but nobody seems to pay attention to anything you're saying. And and it's like you're living in your own personal echo chamber. Yeah. And I would add to one of the things that people say often about that is uh, the people around them, they they can't really talk because these other family members just give their opinions or they solve problems or they're like, well, have you done this? Or they'll compare and they'll say things like, well, it's not as bad as this. And so even if you can talk, the responses that people get are like, yeah, no wonder you don't share. And in fact, don't share because it doesn't sound like it's very safe to share. So I get it. It makes a lot of sense why you don't really have anybody in your life to just really hear and listen and validate. And the thing of it is, is that while that's true, the other issue that you came into therapy for is typically dramatically different than that. So it would be like this major subject change going like, okay, we've heard about what's going on in your life. Now let's talk about this thing, which is completely different. Some unprocessed trauma that has nothing to do even with the time frame that you're talking about. But you're, you're, you're so used to coming in and needing to like have a conversation. And for some of you therapists, it's, it's sometimes it's easier, right? Like it's like, just, okay, just, you try and you try and you try for 10, 15 minutes. And then you're like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I surrender white flag. <laughs> right, I'll just... I'll just, I'm supposed to listen, right? I'll just keep listening. <laughs> right. So um, I guess we wanted to kind of share about like how to navigate it, you know, like what are some ideas to deal with that? I think one of the things I want to mention around this issue that is particularly a problem is as if there is another mental health disorder that's going on that makes something worse. Um, I can think of two right off the top of my head. and And those are ones that are not as big of a deal. They didn't really, they don't really care about dealing with it for whatever reason. Um, they feel like they haven't managed, but in this, so they want to talk about X. They actually have uh, also a Y problem that is not a big deal, but then they have a validation issue that is really driving the boat. And so it, I'm, I guess I'm hoping I'm not making this sound too complicated because I feel like this is actually pretty normal, but the uh, two disorders right off the bat would be ADHD, which a lot of people have, and even low levels of that, they can be very distracted, you know, and then they're, they're communicating themselves and going in circles and you keep trying to redirect, but they haven't really decided to treat it with something else. 
And OCD would be the other thing. They feel like they really have to make sure that you understand, therapist, what's going on in the situation. And you're sitting there thinking, man, this OCD is actually a bigger deal um, than this person probably thinks. Or this ADHD is a bigger deal. But how do you bring that in when they're coming in dealing with this other trauma that they originally showed up with? Yeah, and I, th- I think I would add to that and say um, people that have been like emotionally and relationally stunted um, or have not had healthy, mature um, relational interactions. That also <clears throat> is a dynamic that people come in with. In essence, um, they don't know themselves. And so they're kind of discovering or processing what's going on. And, and in, in that process, they're discovering like what the issues are or why it bothers them, or they're sort of feeling around in the dark as they talk, which is why it can be a bit of like, I'm saying all these things. And then, oh, I realize this is a big deal. And then I need validation. Like, is this okay? Is this real? Is this, you know, is this something that happens? Is this normal even? And so they have no context for what is even going on. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this thinking, man, you know, that's kind of me. I do have maybe some stuff going on. And and then also I really don't get to say anything in my house or I do, but it's like, doesn't, isn't that meaningful? Um, what you're probably going to end up with with your therapist, because we're going to make some suggestions here in a second, that your relationship might feel more, a little bit more professional. And there's probably going to be, for lack of a better word, although I think it probably is the right word, is confrontation, um, to deal with what it is that you want to do. Because it can feel like, man, it will again feel like you're not being heard. Yeah. And I just want to clarify, too, whenever, whenever I think therapists use the word confrontation, we don't mean like the uh, Major League Baseball umpire with the <laughs> manager, you know, kicking dirt and screaming in each other's face. Confronting an issue just simply means we're bringing it up. We're addressing it head on and we're trying to understand together, work together collaboratively about what is going on and how we can resolve it together. That's just a simple confrontation. It doesn't have to be super emotional. It doesn't have to be angry. There's nothing personal that's happening. We're just confronting an issue. That's all. I almost think that the word assertive actually can just work as well. Because therapists, we're acting or suggesting that you should be more a bit more assertive. So one example of that would be um, actually, and this is where it can feel definitely weird, like, hey, can we pause for a moment? I just want to double check some things um, because I know you originally came in to deal with X, Y, Z. And it seems about the last three sessions, we haven't even talked about it at all. And I know there, I can tell there might be some other things going on, but I'm also realizing that you've got quite a bit to, to share in an average daily basis. And I'm wondering if we need to somehow resource that as well. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, that's like a really good kind of, um, summary and, you know, big sort of major pause interjection. Let's make sure we direct all of this material back toward our treatment goals. That's a, that's a great thing to do because it helps keep your sessions focused or, it keeps the overall direction of what you're doing in therapy focused. Another thing I would suggest that's very similar, but it's kind of like a, um, you can do this a couple of times in a session or one time every session where if the client has shared a lot of things, I might um, pause them and reflect a whole bunch of things back. And so I might say, it sounds like this has happened and that's happened and you're feeling a lot of these ways and maybe you're stuck here or you don't know what to do with it here. And, you know, I might check, is that right? Is that accurate? So it's a little bit of reflecting back and checking with them to make sure that I understand. But then I will also move from there into, 
okay, and how does that relate to the treatment goals you came in with? And so I'll put it back on to the client to connect the dots of, we wanted to work on these things. In your mind, how does it connect with those things? Or how do you see it connected? Um, and then we can begin talking about those things. Because again, in this session, I want to connect whatever it is you're talking about with something productive toward those goals. Yes. And I think um, one of the struggles that I have in relationship to that is I, I do a lot of IFS. So if, if I'm wanting, if I, so I've got somebody, let's say, that's totally bought in that this is the kind of therapy that they want to do. And they just need to tell me these 25 things before we keep going. <laughs> right. <laughs> in your 50 minute session. <laughs> right. I swear it'll only take 25 minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah, actually, that's funny because that's exactly what happens. I only need to, like 10 minutes just to debrief real quick. That's not 10 minutes. That's, 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 those are lies from the pit. <laughs> you yeah. sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> yeah. So, and so if you're the person, you know, listening to the client, I would encourage you to, to go, okay, if you've agreed to your, with your therapist for kind of a certain way to approach something, be mindful of that. Even You might even say to them like, okay, I listened to this podcast and I started thinking, I kind of do talk a lot. And so we had talked right in the beginning about we had this goal and I wanted to kind of do this. But as I reflect, I don't know if we're doing that. Yeah, or maybe you can even ask your therapist. You could say, I listen to this amazing podcast, these two really funny guys that I left a five-star review for. And anyway... We sound desperate with that. Yeah, I know. Hey, it's subliminal messaging, right? Um, I listened to this podcast and it resonated with me. Is that me? Do I talk... Therapist, would you say that that's me? And then you guys can work together to kind of decide or discover what we're going to do about it. I think that's a great opportunity. I, I think the thing of it is, too, is that I want to validate the fact that, you know, you may actually need more validation. You, you really might. I mean, um, and it might be one of those things where you talk about it with your therapist and go like, I, I think maybe before I can even do this other thing I came in for, which has been real. I think I'm, I'm starting in such a deficit of not being feeling understood and validated that I need to kind of get that out. Um, and, and experience that before I even start this other thing. And that, that switches the goals, right? You're just changing and that will make sense. Cause there'll be, Oh, so this is what we're doing. Yes, this is what we're doing. And here's the thing. Um, a lot of the culture has over in the last probably 10 years switched to everybody's going to see a counselor, which is fine with me. Um, but if you want insurance to pay for it, you have to be doing something like you have to, there has to be treatment happening. So you can't necessarily just sit in there and just talk about the football game or, <laughs> right. or whatever it is. How happened. did you feel about that? Mm. Oh, and how did you feel about that? Oh, I can't believe he threw his arm out. I know. How do you feel about that? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Disappointed. Oh, that must be hard for you. And don't get me wrong. I mean, at this many years doing this, you get sucked into those sessions now and then. There's no way you don't. But on the other hand, it's like, OK, <laughs> got to go back to work now. <laughs> and and so maybe you agree to like. To, to try to figure out, okay, what is it that you actually are missing with this validation? Do you have any friends that actually do listen? Well, how, how actually do listen and how in, much in conversation are you? Well, we don't really talk very much. Well, why is that? Well, I don't know. I just haven't called them. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you could reach out to that. Maybe you could, could set up a lunch meeting or a dinner or a breakfast that happens every week. And even change some of your, your interactions with your friends so that if you know you need validation, 
you can start to tell people like, hey, can we meet up for coffee? I got some stuff that happened and I would I could really use some validation. It doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be overly clinical. It doesn't even have to sound needy. It's the kind of thing that uh, that people do all the time in relationships. And especially if you just make it normal where this is the kind of thing we do in our relationship, then it's going to again, it's going to be more normal because I do it, you do it. And sometimes when when you do it, you'll realize that the other person also needs the same thing. And and what you thought was like, okay, I'm stepping out. I'm doing this sort of weird thing in our, our relationship, asking for validation because this podcast thing talked about it. Actually, a lot of times the other person is like, oh, yeah, you know, I would love to talk through this, too. I could use some validation for that. It's like people just sort of need permission to ask for that. It's a very normal thing. Yeah, and I think um, it would <laughs> we probably should speak a little bit about what the heck we're talking about with validation a lot of times it's not the same as just venting and then and then that's it no I mean, it's definitely not venting and so the other piece is it's also not the situation where you're going to talk about you know something going on in your life and that the other person is just going to agree with everything you're saying like well that's right you're totally awesome <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> you know it's not that validation is just basically making sure that another human being is hearing what you're actually saying and gets it actually gets it they don't have to necessarily agree with you but they're just inside of your shoes and your world going like, wow, this is the world you're in. And yeah, it, it's not agreeing so much as saying, oh, your experience makes sense. What you thought or what you believed, what you experienced, what you felt, how you reacted because of who you are and how you've interpreted things or based on you know your life or whatever. It makes a lot of sense that you would hear it that way or feel this way or uh, react this way to that situation. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes it's also validation plus normalizing like oh that makes a lot of sense and you know what a lot of people feel that way or wow you're the third person today just today and it's only tuesday you know, <laughs> that has said that same thing it's like oh wow i'm a normal human being just like everybody else yeah it, and the thing of it is is everybody on this planet if you're a human being you need validation you can't just go through life and like i mean a lot of self-confident people still need to know like that they've been heard or that kind of thing. As a therapist, though, we just need to know what it is that we're doing. Like we're 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 serving you. We're trying to help you. And you told us something to help with. And we're like, oh, yeah, that works. I can do this, this, this and this and help you with that. And then when the conversation doesn't touch that at all, it starts to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's kind of like taking your car to the mechanic, you know, where the mechanic and uh, we're like, okay, so what is it you need me to, to look at or work on? And you're saying like, well, this football game happened and the guy hurt his arm and you're like, okay, and how does that relate to the car? Like, is it something I have to do with the engine? Like, well, no, I was driving to, uh, to watch the game with some friends and you know what? Um, they got a booth and there just wasn't enough room for all of us. And you're like, okay. And also still, how does this relate to <laughs> your the car? car? Right. Like it's got to connect somehow. And it's OK if it seems like it uh, is a far out there connection. You know, if it really does relate to the car, we just need that spelled out so we can say, oh, all those things happen for this reason. And here's what you need to do with it. Yeah. And it may be depending on how long that you've got, you know, sucked into these conversations or trying to work it out, that the relationship could feel like it changes quite a bit because it would change from like this normal feeling, seemingly conversational component to oh we're gonna do treatment now like yeah we and and that can feel weird because especially if you've taken like a divergent road off for a while 
doing this conversational style stuff, it's like, all of a sudden we're back on the freeway, like, oh, this is a lot. Okay, so here we are. Yeah, and I would even say, you know, to be mindful of the conversation dynamic, you know, with your therapist moving from a like a one way, like a monologue, like it's just you talking, you know, because you've got this person for an hour. It's like you've rented a professional here to give you some feedback, to ask questions, to clarify things from a completely different perspective or to add some things that you have no you you don't even know because they're trained or they've seen so many different people in their experience that could be helpful to you. So be mindful of moving from that like one way relationship to more from a monologue to a dialogue where it's like you can still be doing the bulk of the communication, but you're now inviting this other person um, to give feedback and to respond as well. So it has more of that back and forth feel at times. Yeah. And a good, a good part of this conversation, like on your, on your side, um, listener client that is like here in our podcast right now to really take into consideration that this is just being helpful. Like the, the therapist is being helpful. So the feedback that you're getting probably other people in your life feel, and they may not be as articulate as your therapist to be able to explain to you what's going on or to, to go through these vibes. So you can make, you can actually take a leap of assumption and go like, wow, I wonder if other people are feeling this way too. Like, for example, maybe I talk too much or maybe I'm Maybe you're dominating conversation that you don't even know you're doing, especially when somebody starts to listen to you because you're so deficit, which is why it makes sense. You need validation. That's cool. So in the end, it's all about conversation and goals. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 